everyone! Welcome to another episode of Crypto Chats. Uh, this week I have a fun one for you. We're going to talk about the Ohio Grassman. Um, the Ohio Grassman is just another branch of the Sasquatch family tree. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. So being a relative of the Sasquatch or being, you know, part of the Sasquatch family tree, the Ohio Grassman has, you know, the very, like, classic... Um, Bigfoot description to it, you know, six to seven feet tall, weighing around 500 pounds, bipedal, really bulky with like, you know, dark fur and like wide shoulders, a big head, shaggy hair, um, with like red or orange eyes and very, you know, ape human-like, um, but also very smelly. Um, one of the things that I thought was funny in doing my research was that um, according to the internet, and I don't know how true this is because I don't live in that area, but some people, I guess, just refer to the Ohio Grassman as orange eyes, <laughs> which I was like, that's really silly. I like that. Um, but, uh, so as with the name, the Ohio Grassman is, is, uh, known to kind of like lurk in the wooded areas of Ohio. And it's first like documented, like actual documented sighting, um, was in August of 1978, by the Clayton family. The Clayton family ended up having a very weird relationship with the Ohio Grassmen. Um, it was like an ongoing thing for them. And, you know, they, once they saw it once, it kind of just kept going for a while. Um, so we're going to talk about their uh, sightings and their, um, I guess, relevance to the Ohio Grassman because I, I think it's really interesting. Um, so anyway, uh, their first sighting happened in 1978, as I said, in August, where their three children were playing outside when they saw um, a creature in the nearby gravel pit. Uh, the kids didn't know what it was, uh, just that it was big and like kind of scary looking, so they ran inside to go tell their parents, um, who then went outside with them to try to see the creature for themselves. And when they went outside, they actually did see the creature and what they witnessed was it going through the trash and like kind of like sifting through the rubble. Uh, so that's really weird. Um, according to the rest of the story, they kind of just like were like, oh shit, and like ran back inside and like eventually the grass man just like left his post sifting through rubble and um, yeah, so then uh, they actually encountered this grass man. It might not have been the same one, but the a grass man uh many times after that they did not catch a break um in relation to encounters with this creature um and it just like it was very interested in them it came back and mrs clayton claimed that you know she saw him she saw it watching her through the kitchen window a lot of times like standing in their backyard just like watching through the window um uh, mr clayton was said to go get his gun on one of these occasions. Uh, but by the time he got back, the creature was gone. Um, it's almost like it sensed that he was about to try and shoot it. So it just yeeted out of there. Um, it was weird because like the only thing it left was like some footprints, which is not totally unusual, but also like a really bad smell. And I think that's probably one of my favorite things about, uh, weird encounters like this is that they're so stinky. <laughs> they're just like, it's, I don't know why it, it's so funny to me, but like, they're stinky. Like, 
obviously, yeah, they live in the woods. They gotta be a little stinky. But I just, I always think it's really funny when, like, I'm reading reports of sightings of, like, any cryptid, really, and it's like, oh, and it left this really bad smell. I'm just like, well, yeah, it lives in the woods. It's gonna be a little stinky. I just, I always think it's funny. I don't, I don't really know why. But the Clayton family did report that every time they encountered this creature, it was very stinky. So, you know, it just, it fits with the, with the general description. Um, they later saw the creature on a hill atop of a strip mine, um, that was near their house. And this was at night. And then, so that's creepy. Um, I know that that would be definitely, to me at least, more scary than seeing it during the day. And it's funny that I say that because the Clayton family did also see this creature during the day in the same spot. Um, but during the day, they reported that there were two of them. Um, which, you know, just like further uh, fuels the theory that obviously we think that Sasquatches are a whole species and not just one singular creature. Um, so that really adds to that. And I think it probably scared them a little bit more too, knowing that it was a, the, potentially a group of them that were kind of, you know, fucking with them instead of just one, which is, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I understand. That's definitely scarier. Um, what's sad though, this, like, this part bums me out. And when I was reading it, I was like, oh man, like, yeah, it makes sense, but that's sad. So the Claytons had a, uh, German shepherd, I believe, um, that few days before the very first encounter they had with these creatures, they found it dead in their yard, um, with snapped neck and, you know, naturally they were pretty bummed about it. Um, and after all of these encounters with this creature, they kind of put two and two together and were like, oh shit, I think this thing killed our dog, which with, I guess, I guess with what we know about Sasquatches, it, it checks out. Um, I mean... I, I don't know. I'm not a fucking Sasquatch expert. I do my best, but you know, I'm not a, I'm not an expert, but to me that it, you know, it checks out with, with some of other reports that have come out and stuff, but it's such a bummer. Like that sucks, you know, like that's poor dog. Y'all could have just hung out, you know, been friends, sifted through the trash together, but the grass men said no. And, uh, that was a bummer of a realization for them. And yeah. Um, after that, to my knowledge, they didn't really have many experiences. And if they did, they did not really talk about it that much. But that's crazy that this family for like a couple months was like constantly being targeted by these creatures. And I don't, I said targeted, I don't necessarily think that they were targeted, but I think, you know, after the first um, encounter with the children, I think the grassmen were probably interested in them. And, you know, much like we observe wild animals to try to learn things about them, I'm sure Sasquatches are pretty interested in what the hell we're doing. Um, especially because, you know, like, there's obviously a, a very big similarity in between humans and Sasquatches. Like, you know, the fact that well, I feel like I don't really need to explain this that much. I feel like we're all kind of on the same wavelength that, like, a Sasquatch is, like, a humanoid ape creature. So I don't really need to to go down that path too far. But, you know, so it, it's only natural for them to want to, like, study us back, I guess. Um, so I think, like, especially because they never really tried to attack the Clayton family, I think it was probably more observation, um, 
than anything and i think the that their reports of what actually happened like does confirm that you know because like they definitely could have attacked them and and just did not so anyway um so what's interesting to me and i feel like this is like pretty pretty standard kind of wherever you go where there's um legends or tales of these kinds of creatures um the people that are indigenous to that area um you know have known of this these races of creatures for you know hundreds of years um i think that's kind of just how it goes because you know they were here first and it just makes sense for them to know uh what was what was hanging around before we discovered it and um so the the indigenous people in this area of ohio specifically um have lore that dates back to the early 1700s about um the grass man specifically except in their lore they're called wild ones of the woods and what i think is interesting and this is like this is pretty pretty standard in um at least what i found in my research and and you know when it comes to indigenous tribes and the way that they interact with a lot of the wildlife around them and um you know they would leave offerings as as a bit of like a a peace keeping deal um, with these other creatures that cohabitated this area, which is cool. I think that's great. And I, you know, we do that at my house. We leave offerings for the weird little creatures that live in our woods because there's definitely some back there. Um, and yeah, I think it's a really good habit to get into. We should all be leaving peace offerings for our otherworldly friends. Um, but yeah, I think that's interesting and, you know, they had their own name for them and I just, I think it's really cool that, that there's like, you know, documented information in, in the form of like, you know, old native lore that has detailed, you know, encounters with, with these creatures that we're researching nowadays. Anyway, that got a little rambly in the beginning. Um, so there were some sightings of it that were kind of like, you know, word of mouth, um, in the 1800s. And I just, I think it's interesting and I want to bring it up. Um, and they were made by the Ohio river. So like in that general area, there was one, um, particular tale that there was a man who was tossed from his carriage by the creature. I, I can't tell you how that came to be. I do not know. I don't know if maybe they, like, almost ran into it, or if this grass man was feeling particularly feisty that day and just said, you know what, I'm gonna go fuck with this guy in his carriage. I don't really know. I can't tell you for sure. Um, but what I do know is that according to this, this tale, um, that the grass man only retreated when (laughs) this man's daughter started throwing rocks at it (laughs) which I think is fair like I think I'd probably run away too if someone was throwing rocks at me um but I guess like it does kind of make sense because um when in my research like one of the things that you know there's like a million different family tree branches and the Sasquatch family tree um and I think that you know, there's a lot of regional Sasquatches and then there's, you know, ones from different countries and, and we've got a lot of, of that type of creature roaming around. And, you know, since there's so many variations of it, like there's going to be different temperaments and different, um, dietary habits and, you know, there's differences amongst all of them. And 
one of the things that I learned in my research about the grass man, which, I mean, this might not be true. It might be true. I don't know. Again, I'm not a Sasquatch ex expert, so um, I cannot tell you whether or not this is um, for fact. But it's that the grass man was said to be very aggressive, like very aggressive, um, which is, you know, that taking that into consideration and some of the other um, reports and like things that I've talked about today, it's like, yeah, so that that grass man was feeling feisty when he, you know, yeeted that man from his carriage, which is fair. I think that's pretty funny. But then with the Claytons, it's like, you know, it didn't attack the Claytons. You know, it went after their dog, but it did not attack the Claytons and it just kind of observed them and had plenty of opportunity to actually, um, you know, attack any of that family if it had really wanted to. But yeah, I mean, I just think, I think that's super interesting. And I, I don't know, like I, I oftentimes say that I would definitely love to run into one of these creatures out in the woods. Uh, but truthfully, I don't know if that's real. I don't know if I would actually like that. Um, I think in theory I would, but in practice, I uh, think I would probably be really scared. Um, the other really interesting thing about this specific cryptid is that there have been samples of feces and hair that have been collected and analyzed by the Ohio State University. But as what is, you know, usual with um, cases of like Sasquatch-like creatures is that there's no known match to any animal that we know of. So that's like, that's, I feel like that's kind of how it always is. And like, if you were, I'm sure if you were to like super, super analyze that DNA and like actually look at the, the DNA code, um, you would probably see that it's, you know, one or two off from an ape or even a human in either direction. Um, but that's interesting because I feel like that that seems to be the case every single time. And I'm feeling like maybe at this point we just take one of those pieces of DNA and we go, this is a Sasquatch. And then we can just compare all the other ones to that one, you know? Because like at this point, it's like every single time we analyze a piece of DNA that's supposedly from, you know, a Sasquatch or any of its, you know, relatives, it's the same thing. It's like, oh, well, this isn't a match to any known animal DNA. It's like, okay, well, is it a match to any of the other samples that we've collected over time and, like, analyzed that were also not a match to any known animal DNA? Because I bet you they probably are. I think it's interesting. I don't know. That's all I really have about the grass man. I mean... There's a million other stories out there. One of the things I like about the Grassman is that um, there are movies and books and like so much media uh, that's been written about this creature. Um, and I guess that goes for for most um, Sasquatch variants. Um, is there's a lot of media surrounding them. So I think in the description of this uh, episode, I'm going to link a couple books that I think are really cool. Um, that I have read that I really like. And yeah, so hopefully you guys will read them if you, you know, would like any more information or any of the intricacies of um, investigating these kinds of cryptids. And yeah, so I will wrap up this episode. I will see you guys next week. I hope you enjoyed um, this, you know, 15 minute long rambling about the Ohio Grassman. And I will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Oh, my God.